Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on WYRZ. It's time for the final installment of our interview with the legendary Phil Marco of The Tokens. Only three records I was ever sure of mm-hmm. that we made that I knew were going to be top ten and top five records. But that you knew. There was no guesswork. Mm-hmm. One fine day, I said, guaranteed. Um, uh, uh, I got rhythm. And then later on with Tony Orlando and, and Dawn knocked three times. I said, that's a smash, you know. Which was where I was just about to lead to. Okay, you know, you good. Did the aren't, aren't you glad? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> aren't great, you glad? You're great at segues here, so... Uh, uh, well, you know, I have a, I have a linear... <laughs> since becoming a, an author, I have a linear <laughs> point of view on everything now. Uh, you know, uh, let's jump right on into that. Now, how did you get connected with Tony, Tony Orlando? Well, Tony Orlando, when we first started in 61, Tony was hot. He had Bless You and mm-hmm. Halfway to Paradise. And we used to do the same shows together a lot, the same record hops when we went into different towns. After, after you know, we got kind of hot as producers and stuff, Tony's career didn't quite explode yet, and, mm-hmm. and he was looking for something to do. And I got him a job at, at a publishing company, Robin Spice Miller, to running, running songs, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, and then he went from there to April Blackwood. So he's at April Blackwood. We make a deal with Bell Records, Larry Utah, who eventually became Arista, you know, mm-hmm. Bell became Arista, mm-hmm. and uh, and we made a deal to do this song called Candida, which I found, uh, you know, with Erwin Levine and Larry Brown, and Erwin uh, Levine and and, uh, and um, Tony Wine. Some okay. things, some things slip away, and um, and they wrote this song called Candida, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be would be great because it would fill a hole of the Drifters because it was like a Drifters record. Uh-huh. The Drifters kind of cooled off, so. We said, let's make a Drifters record. You know, that's why we did the Chiffons, the Shirelles. You know, it's like you pick things up that you find a hole and you fill it. So we're going to make this record. We have an artist that does it, and, and, and Bell doesn't like the artist. So they ask us to get someone else. Mm-hmm. So we <laughs> kind of talked Tony into it. Um, um, Hank was instrumental in t- helping to talk him into it. And, and we do it with Tony. And, you know, we finally say, look, Tony says, look, I have a job. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going anywhere, you know. So we say, it's one record. If it's not, you know, if it's a hit, you'll see if you want to do the second one. If, and we'll call the group Dawn. Mm-hmm. See, what people don't realize is it was not called Tony Orlando and Dawn till way till the TV show. Mm-hmm. It was never called Tony Orlando and Dawn, not, not Candida, not Knock Three Times, not even Yellow Ribbon. It was Dawn featuring Tony Orlando, I think it was. Yeah. But anyway, um... So we make the record, and it's successful. The stars won't come out. Just take my hand and I'll so now we do the follow-up. 
Bell, when Bell heard just the rough vocal and the track, we hadn't even put strings on, we hadn't even gone for a, any kind of performance with Tony, just a rough scratch vocal. They had a party celebrating the gold record of, of Knock Three Times before it was even released. That's how sure everybody was. And of course, it sold seven million. You know, they weren't wrong. And then Tony said, well, maybe this is something. And that's when he started looking to put something together and so on and so forth. Wow. Now, I'm, I'm just doing my research. You played drums on yes, Candida? I, I played drums on Candida, not three times. He's so fine. Most of the records. Wow. And uh, you, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just amazed at all the stuff you've, you've had a finger in, so to speak. Yes, just... uh, me too. <laughs> Definitely. You know, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. You know, <laughs> if I ever grow up. Well, speaking of what you're doing, let's talk about uh, you've just, you've just come out with a book, right? Yes, sci-fi I, book. I... Yeah, it's a, yeah, you figure it would be a story of my life, right? You I would don't think have that, you could write two. Big, pardon? <laughs> you could write two books on your life, I think. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have that big of an ego, I don't think. You know, you <laughs> figure if I'm going to write a book, I write about my life. Well, no, what happened is I came up with this, I had this notion that what if an archaeologist finds buried in a quarry glacier in a cavern in Alaska, in Kodiak Island, finds a, uh, uh, un, uh, finds a craft, that looks like it was built for flight and dates back over a billion years. Okay. Okay. What What does that spring up? Well, it's wow. Is it a, is it a fly? Is it an alien craft? Did it fly here from another planet? I mean, what is it all about? And the book, as it developed, became a story about the fact that the Earth is way older than we think it is. It's forty billion years old. The universe is older than we think it is, and the Earth has had. Or what we call Earth now, but this particular rock has had 28 previous configurations of intelligent life on it that have risen from the slime and either destroyed themselves by their own means or were destroyed from outside forces like a asteroid hit or a, or a, a mega volcano or something like that, or, or you know, or, or some kind of a blast ray from stars, you know, things mm -hmm. like sunspots, whatever, and um, and. And the notion, it just started growing, and I started the story at the end of the 28th configuration through the eyes of a, of a uh, pilot flying on her last mission, her last desperate mission, knowing that her, her world is ending. And um, it turned into quite a fun thing. I mean, we, I, there's a lot of things in it that are kind of fresh. I mean, that's an idea that I don't think has been around a whole no, lot. No, I can't and, say um, it has. And, and, and I wrote 50 pages, and I have a... Uh, my my son-in-law, who who just won an Emmy, by the way, uh, had had a friend, had a cousin who was an editor, and 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 she looked at it and said, "Gee, this is interesting. I think you do have a book here." So she kind of Beth Liebman kind of gave me this this uh, desire to say, "Okay, I'll write a book." And I figured I I couldn't I, I because of the way television became, you know, I didn't know anybody anymore in the industry, and 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 my age, you know, at the time I was sixty six. No one was going to buy anything from me. <laughs> so I figured, ah, I tried to, try to write a novel. And I, what happened was I was mesmerized by the characters. I enjoyed, I couldn't wait to get to work with them every day. You know, it was like they were my friends. And you, the pages went flying by, you know, amazingly. And, you know, <laughs> and, and, and it came out in September. And um, I'm, I'm 
doing all the work that I can do. I'm going to, to the Miami Book Show, uh, Book Fair on uh, the end of the uh, end of November, and I'm doing signings and interviews, and it's a whole different experience to be t- treated as an author. You know, right? It's really cool. I went into a bookstore just cold and, and showed it to them. Oh, how nice! You know, <laughs> I mean, they were very nice. They're going to order some books. It's really cool. And it's called the Null Quotient. Oh, qu- yeah, I should that would, that would help. It's called the Null <laughs> Quotient, and that's N U L L Q U O T I E N T. I have a I have a Philip F Margo fan page on fake on Facebook. Um, it's available at Amazon and on at Barnes and Noble online. And um, and I'm um, and uh, it's just a wonderful experience. And I I believe in it. I think. I think it's really good work. Uh, I mean, and believe me, I'm a kind of guy who doesn't know, doesn't recognize what the, what what good work is right away. For me, you know, right. I can recognize it in other people, but it's very hard to to you know to to um, critique your own work. That's why there are ed- editors. So um, you know, I'm at the beginning of this journey, and you're part of it, and I and I thank <laughs> you profusely for that. And oh. We'll see what happens. You know, I I I, I you know. I have no idea. I, I like it. People who I've shown it to have liked it, and we'll see. Well, we'll do what I, we can to promote it, as well as, uh, you know, everything you've worked on, which, like I said, almost everything you've worked on, I believe, is in our playlist, except for the ones I didn't know about that I told you about. So, uh, quickly... Well, yeah, and I have... There are some things that you might get a kick out of from our later work that you might... I'm going to... You know, I, I won't say anything. We have an album. We have two, we have two CDs out that we 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 sell when we work and they're available on the tokens.com one is called tonight the lion dances at noche leon baila it's kind of like a half spanish half english kind of thing with with all of the latin dances and and you know we 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 did save the last dance for me we did some nice stuff and another one is uh oldies are now which has the songs you know that, that we're known for and and we you know we still record we still enjoy it and and it and it's and it's fun. It's a lot easier to do now. You can do it in your room. You yeah. Know? I mean, but it's fun. <laughs> and also, what I, one thing I did want to mention is, seven twenty seven eleven. Next year is the, as I said, the fiftieth anniversary of the recording of the Lion Sleeps Tonight. And what we're trying to do is put together at twelve noon. We're going to be standing on the steps, hopefully, if they allow us, at the New York Public Library. And we want the whole world to sing Wimmerways with us to celebrate that song. We're going to call it Wimmerway Wednesday. Okay. And and that'll take place. And we're just starting to put it together now. It just came up as an idea about two weeks ago. And the people who have heard it have simply said, yeah, that's a really a good idea. It's just going the other way. It's like, let's celebrate something really nice for a change. You know? Right. Because, because that song, for whatever it's worth, has given a lot of joy and pleasure to oh. a lot of people over a lot of years. I mean, we get, you know, I would also like to get, you know, if, if, if people would would um, give us their stories about where and what they were doing when they first heard the Lion Sleeps Tonight, we, or how it affected them. And I'm, I've gotten some stories from Vietnam vets that were chilling, mm. you know, that, they, that they, they were scared, they were sitting in the jungle, mm-hmm. not knowing where what was going to happen in the next minute. And one guy said he was just scared to death, and it was raining, and it was awful. And, and then he heard, you know, and, <laughs> and 
somebody was evidently had it on the radio, and he said it just put his mind at ease, and it helped him get through the NAM. And I said, wow, you know, that's a heavy-duty that, thing. That's a powerful story. And there's all kinds of wonderful stories like that, and I, I would love to put together a book of those stories, just get people's different things, because, it, it, you know, it, I mean, whether... By virtue of the fact that I didn't get in its way, it became a, a kind of an icon, and and it has a lot, uh, had a lot of effect on people. Uh, and it's Wimowe, W I M O W E H. No other word is a word, <laughs> and it comes from Imbube, which is a, a, a Zulu word for lion. Just to make it clear, because Imbube is a hard word to say, so it, it got anglicized to Wimowe. <laughs> All right. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm just proud to be part of it. Yeah. You know, it's something that you, you, and no, I'm not tired of singing it. I'll do it another million times if I'm allowed. Well, Phil Margo, thanks for talking with us. And the book is called uh, The Null Quotient, and folks can get that on Amazon, right? Amazon and, and Barnes and & Noble online. And I thank you so much, Shane, for your time and your patience. And thank you out there. All you folks in Hendricks for listening, it's a pleasure and a delight. Phil, thank you so much for talking with us, and you have a good one. It's a pleasure. This has been Central Indiana Today, presented by the Kevin Kersey Agency on WYRZ. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg.